Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. This way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome to the very first episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Anthony. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And together we plan on reviewing and discussing all of your favorite Christmas movies and television specials in addition to other holiday content. How's it going, guys? I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm just glad to be talking with other people. People who are as obsessed with the Christmas season as I am. Yes, it's a, this is definitely a safe zone. Uh, nobody is going to judge you for listening to Christmas music in February. Or um, I guess for me, my, my Christmas music really vamps up uh, during the heat of summer. Here in Oklahoma, it gets ridiculously hot. It's just a little reminder to me that things will get better. I don't think mine ever stops playing. <laughs> it's the hope That's on awesome. the horizon. Christmas music. I love it. I have to say, we've been uh, unseasonably cool lately, so it's starting to almost feel early fallish here. Yeah, here too. We need to bust out the Christmas trees. It's definitely time. One of our our, our parishioners texted me and said her, her three-year-old son, when they pulled into their driveway, said, Mommy, I'm ready to get our Christmas trees out. <laughs> Good kid right there. That is. So we, we are all total Christmas files. Christmas right files, I think so. Christmas files. But Anthony, do you want to tell us where your love of Christmas came from? Um, I guess I got it from my parents, specifically my mother, who always went all out for Christmas when I was growing up. She still does. I still get a bunch of gifts from Santa Claus every year at my parents' house under the tree. Yeah, ever since I was young, all I remember is the day after Halloween, her putting up her like six Christmas trees in the house and dad outside on the ladder, putting all the lights up and the garland around the banisters. And they always stressed the importance of family and spending it with your loved ones. And I just liked and sitting down every night to watch Rudolph or Santa Claus is coming to town. It's my favorite time of year and it still is. What about you guys? I love that. Thanks. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to echo that mom sentiment because moms are amazing. And I kind of feel like most people would probably say that mom was the reason they love what they love so much. Um, my mom was pretty magical and she was the one in the house that pushed all of that magical stuff on us and just loved us up with everything, right? With the food that she cooked and the cookies and the music and the decorations and all of that. She didn't, she didn't go overboard with decorations like I do now, <laughs> but she did it just so well. And she's a warm person anyway. And I swear she got warmer at Christmas time. I just know she did. Um, which I think was maybe her compensating a little bit for my dad, who's a little bit of a Grinch. And I love him because that also brought out sort of the spicy 
Christmas, I like to say, right? Not just the warm and cozy and cuddly Christmas, but also kind of the sarcastic Christmas. So them paired with my brother who was like the coolest human being I've ever known in my life growing up was just Christmas is amazing. And they did everything they could to make it super awesome for me, the youngest. So moms are great. Moms are great. I grew up with my grandparents until I was 14. And my grandfather was a, a humorous Scrooge. My grandma and I would have to sneak our love of Christmas prior to Friday after Thanksgiving. When uh, the first decoration he would always put up was this, this cheesy door hanger of Scrooge. And when you pushed, you know, when you went to knock it, it would, it would do bah humbug. Um, <laughs> <That's awesome>. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there was some love for Christmas there, but it was under his gruff exterior that he did not normally have that he brought out at Christmas for some strange reason. Um, <sighs> and then my mom shares a birthday with Rudolph. She was born on the first day Rudolph aired. Sorry, mom. I just outed your age <laughs> on the internet, but uh, um, that's kind of been a point of pride for her. So Rudolph is a big deal for my mom and my mom does go overboard with decorations. She has a ridiculous Christmas village that she sets up starting sometime in October. Um, and she did, we didn't get to see it last year when we went home for Christmas because our baby would definitely have a lot of fun with a Christmas village, but not in the way that she's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want to go back to something Julia said about her mother was extra warm around Christmas. I think that's why I like Christmas in general. I feel like the majority of people are a little extra, a little bit nicer or a little bit more warm than they normally are throughout the rest of the year. And it just makes the world a better place considering how, you know, dreary and miserable it can be sometimes. So that's another thing about the holiday season. Absolutely. Well said. As long as you stay away from the mall, everybody is happy and loving. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon the, for the win. <laughs> I'm the guy who goes out Black Friday at midnight. So. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's too bad we don't live closer. <laughs> be awesome. So every week on this podcast, we're going to be discussing a different movie or television special related to Christmas and the Christmas season. But uh, just as an introductory thing to get to know one another. We're going to talk about our personal favorite Christmas movies today, just briefly, and why we love them. I think we all agreed prior to this, we all really love Elf, so we're going to steer clear of that, because that's going to be our first movie we do next week. So so ladies first, Julia, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Well, so I have to say this one comes from my dad, the spicy Christmas lover I just mentioned. You can't go wrong with the Griswold family Christmas. Um, I, I love Chevy Chase. So it pretty much does not get better for me, aside from Elf, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You've got John Hughes, who is just a master of movies, especially ones that tug at your heartstrings, but equally make you crack up. And not to mention the many quotable moments in that movie that I quote year round. As a matter of fact, my kids, if we ever say, I don't know in any context. One of them is sure to say, I don't know, Margo. So it is, a, it is a movie around our house that we can watch any day of the year, regardless of season, and still laugh just as hard, but still bond around the idea of a completely dysfunctional family that when it comes down to it, they love each other, right? And a dad that loves Christmas more than he loves just about anything. 
So that's my favorite. I can't wait until we get to it. We get to talk a whole episode about it. Um, but you know, it's a future day. So that's my favorite. What about you? It's really hard for me to, to pick a favorite. Um, my go-to is Elf, which we took off the table. I'm going to go ahead and say Scrooge, the 1988 film uh, starring Bill Murray. It was uh, directed by Richard Donner, who will probably make another appearance in our podcast. He uh, also directed Lethal Weapon and uh, several other awesome movies from the 80s like Goonies. And in this film, which has an awesome cameo by Mary Lou Retton, who was a pretty big 80s icon for uh, all of us kids. We knew who she was from the Olympics, so that was kind of cool to see. But uh, Bill Murray plays a Scrooge. He's this TV exec, and he's only worried about numbers. But in this version, they're putting together a live performance of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And my, it's just, it's outlandish. It's hilarious. And um, everything in it's just, just really funny. I, my favorite quote from it, though, is there's a scene where the, the props guy comes together, and he has this mouse that they're supposed to turn into reindeer. And he says, I can't get the, the antlers glued on this little guy. We tried crazy glue, but it doesn't work. And Bill Murray just turns without a without a, a pause and just says, "Have you tried Staples?" And every time that cracks me up. And I, um, so I, that's another one I I really look forward to diving into and, and discussing. Not only because it's fun to discuss, but we have to watch all of these, you know, right before we have that, uh, right before we record an episode. So it'll be a lot of fun to revisit that again. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, how about I agree. you? Agree. Um, well, besides Elf, my favorite Christmas movie is probably The Santa Claus with Tim Allen and directed by John Pasquin, who hasn't really done many movies. He's done a lot of TV shows. Uh, I think movie-wise, he's only really done Jungle to Jungle and Miss Congeniality 2 besides The Santa Claus, unless I'm missing something obvious. Yeah, I love this movie for a lot of reasons. I just think the whole central conceit of Mr. Anti-Christmas becoming, being forced to become Santa Claus because of a accident in which he kills Santa Claus. Like the cynic in me loves that. And the idea that the North Pole is forcing people into a lifelong contract they don't want to be in becoming Saint Nicholas. <laughs> and just the whole journey he takes going from basically Scrooge to you know, Father Christmas. It's awesome. And Tim Allen was at the peak of his popularity at the time it was released in the 90s. I think the weekend it was released, it was number one, and he had the number one show on TV at the time and the number one book at the time. So he was on top of his game. I just like the overall Christmas message in the movie. My favorite qu quote from like almost any Christmas movie is when he first gets to the North Pole and he's having a hard time accepting everything. And the elf says to him, Seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. And I just love the idea of that message. And just everything about that movie. The kid is cute and the parents, his ex-wife and the stepdad, I think it's often, in a lot of movies, they could come across as like villainous, but they really humanize them and they were really nice to the kid. And I think this movie also cemented my love for Comet, the reindeer. Was yes. <laughs> he turned out to be his favorite reindeer for whatever reason, and I can't think of any other Christmas movie that spotlighted Comet. And uh, I guess the age I saw this, I was young enough, I was like, yes, Comet's my favorite reindeer too. <laughs> so I love this movie. I can't wait to do a whole episode dedicated to it. Oh, that is awesome. Such a great movie. So, have you guys ever heard the uh, Christmas album "Santa Claus is Coming to Town" by the Caroliers? I don't think so. Oh I my gosh. Yeah, I don't know that I have either. 
I'll have to include it in the, in the show notes because it is absolutely amazing. It's got, you know, your classic songs like Santa Claus is coming to town, but it's got some of my other favorites, uh, like the day before the night before Christmas, I want an elephant for Christmas, 10,000 Santa Clauses and not one for me. Um, it's just, it's epic. So just completely. Okay, I've not heard this, but I yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to include it in the show notes. Because yeah, we we have to include it in the show notes just because it's, it's this really obscure Christmas album that was so quintessential to me as a child that nobody in the world knows about. That sounds oh, awesome. secret secret <laughs> record! I love that. I'm going to spring another question on you guys. It should be an easy one though. Out of all the classic Rankin Bass stop animation. And all those classic Christmas specials from the 70s and 60s and 80s and all that. Which one is your favorite, if you had to pick one? Just while we're talking about our favorite. I gotta go, I gotta go with Rudolph. Um, Rudolph was just such a big part of my childhood. I always loved the movie. My mom is obsessed with it and has Rudolph stuff absolutely everywhere in her house. Um, everything that is not Christmas Rudolph themed is probably Christmas Green Bay Packer themed. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I got to go with Rudolph and I, you know, I, I really like the nuanced feminism of Rudolph. I don't know if you remember that there's the scene where uh, Clarice and Rudolph's mom, and I can't think of her name right now, um, are ready to go out and Donner turns to them and says, no, this is man's work. And then it ends up being Clarice and, and Rudolph's mom who find him. I mean, it's just this, this great little nod and, and early subtle feminism, but um, the movie, the whole movie's just great. I think a lot of the ideas were almost ahead of its time. Including Santa Claus being it. a jerk. <laughs> Including Santa Claus being a jerk. Just like a handsome song. Though not the last time it's heard. Right? Not right. the last Santa Claus jerk we've seen. I didn't right. realize it started there, but it did, didn't it? I think that was huh. the first time, yeah. I think so. Did you get, do you guys watch Honest Trailers, by the way? Because they're one for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer's epic. <laughs> Show notes. I haven't seen show that notes. One. We have to put it in the show notes because uh, the the way they make fun of it and Santa Claus and how greedy he is, so funny. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't watch a ton of the stop animation when I was younger. For some reason, that wasn't a huge part of our canon. But I watch them now with my kids, right? So it's like I'm discovering them now. And um, Santa Claus is coming to town. It's my favorite. I think because it's a ginger Santa. And I was always like, ah, redheads. I love me a redhead. And then to see a redheaded, I got very excited about that. Um, and it, it's one of those that just brings that nostalgia out, that stop motion. I love stop motion anything for one, right? Modern or old school. And old school is just even more authentic. So that's my favorite, but I am really looking forward to rewatching some of these with y'all's suggestions, particularly if we have feminist themes going on and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I got to jump on that. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> I would have picked Santa Claus is Coming to Town too, but I'll pick a different one. But before I do pick <laughs> a different one, I want to say, because it relates back to picking the Santa Claus I'm a sucker for origin stories. I'm like a huge comic book fan and I love or like all the superhero origins. And I think that Santa Claus and Santa Claus is coming to town are two like great origin stories for Santa Claus. But if I had to pick one other than Rudolph or that one, I guess I'd have to go Frosty the Snowman. I know it's not stop animation, but I think <laughs> I think it counts. I th well, I mean, they had the stop animation crossover eventually. Mm. But uh, yeah, I just, um, 
I don't know why. It's just when I think of my childhood, besides those two, Frosty was always the one I watched the most. There was something uh, endearing about the way he'd, he was so innocent, saying happy birthday when he came to life. And uh, I love the little evil magician dude chasing them for the hat and the magician's funny. What was his name? Who uh, went with them on their little adventure. Hocus Pocus. That's it. Yep. Hocus Pocus. The begrudging evil accomplice. <laughs> was he though? I thought he was kind of helping them keep the hat he, away from him. Yeah, he was. He was. But I, I think he, or he was forced to go along with the evil magician. Drug right. around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had a more eloquent explanation for why Frosty the Snowman is my favorite, but there you go. Okay, well, I've got a Christmas question. Okay. That's maybe not specifically movie related, but it is a question I always love to hear what it was like for kids and their Christmas experiences. So it's a pretty quick one. When Santa brings your presents, are they wrapped or are they unwrapped under the tree? Which one? Because it's different for a lot of different people. So, Tom, wrapped or unwrapped? So, as a child, as a little kid, my presents were always unwrapped. Once I hit around 14, they were wrapped. And uh, when oh. Santa comes to our house, um, he leaves Ellie wrapped presents. Okay. I'm sure very beautifully wrapped. I know your wife. And she's pretty amazing. Santa wraps them. <laughs> oh, that's right. Santa does wrap them. That's right. My bad. My bad. Santa wraps them. I'm sure he beautifully wraps them. How about you, Anthony? Wrapped or unwrapped? Um, I always got mine wrapped as a child. And um, they were scattered beneath the Christmas tree with my sisters. Like, so we had to go hunting for them. Like, mm-hmm. Whereas my, when my wife grew up, hers were wrapped too. But like Santa would leave them in neat piles. So they didn't have the joy of hunting under the tree for them. Nice. It's like Santa knows exactly what the family wants. Exactly. He's he like, does. he's amazing. Personal experience. Agree. Mine were always unwrapped growing up. He did not wrap presents. And that's how we knew the difference. It's because my mom would put fresh presents under the tree the night before also, because she knew we'd already shook up all the ones that were under there for weeks and weeks. So unwrapped was what Santa did for us. And that's Santa, what we kids now too. Santa leaves him unwrapped in a lot of movies, so... He does. I've noticed he does. that. He does. Noticed in that. a lot of movies, he likes the bow, though. A, a giant oversized bow on a bike or something. Yeah. Right. Hmm. And in Lexus commercial. Ooh. We should at some point talk about our favorite Christmas uh, commercials we look forward to every year, too. Oh, yeah. yes, we should. I love Totally. That and maybe even Saturday Night Live skits. Christmas <gasps> skits. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So I hope you're hearing, everybody, the... the, the, the Scope of this podcast is growing exponentially as we <laughs> But we are going to leave. Uh, so uh, we are going to leave music alone, right? We're going to leave that to Hark podcast. Right. But I was actually going to ask you guys just because I'm curious. And since we're probably not going to cover Christmas songs in the immediate future anyway, what's your favorite Christmas song? If you had to pick one off the top of your head. So I have two. Um, 
for me, the, the time leading up to Christmas, I really try to stay focused and preparatory for uh, Christmas and then celebrate the 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, uh, I like leading up to Christmas. I really like like the actual Christmas or Advent season. I really like O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Um, yeah. And then uh, after Christmas, like once we actually hit Christmas, I, I get excited by Hark the Herald Angels and Carol of the Bells. Oh, I love Ooh, Carol of the Bells. <laughs> Don't ask me which version because th- then we're just getting way too, yeah. way too much of my brain. <laughs> what about you, Julia? Uh, oh, Holy Night is my favorite. Always has been, always will be. It's just musically, it's just so beautiful. Not even getting into the words, but just the music of it. It's just a beautiful song. What about you? Cartman's version, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> no, not that one. Don't ruin it. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to have to go with, like, I guess, more contemporary songs. Uh, I like Christmas in Hollis, being from New York and all. <laughs> that one is just the ultimate party Christmas song, in my mind. Um, oh, Do They Know It's Christmas Time? I like that one. Oh, yeah. That Every time. Yeah. I'm so glad nobody here said Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. I would no. probably have to bow out at that point. Do you not like that song? I like it, but I don't understand like why how it's like anybody's favorite. Simply I can't like listen to that. You don't like that? Oh no. no. I'm so sorry. Tom, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wow, that's my second you know- Christmas song strike with you, isn't it? <laughs> In like a week. What's the first? Oh. I love Paul McCartney. It's my favorite, or one of my favorites. I also really love Frank Sinatra's "Have Yourself a Very Merry a Merry Little Christmas." Ah, very classic. Yeah, yeah. We seem to all like classics. Maybe not necessarily the the songs you just picked, Anthony, but like the <laughs> movies and the you know. It's definitely a classic thing going on here. In the in the classic movies and in the the new movies too, but because we all said we liked Elf. But in the classic movies and the classic music, there's just evocative of this warm feeling, mm-hmm. uh, this need to be close. That's, that's so great. And we're going to smash that need apart here in the next couple, or that feeling apart in the next couple weeks when we hit some, some not-so-great Christmas movies. <laughs> It'll be fun, though. Anyway. It'll be fun. You know, the classics are classics, but do you think these old stop animation specials hold up for today's generation i know you both have kids i don't but like my boss for example showing them to his kids and they just couldn't sit down and watch them they thought they were too weird oh so i think a lot of that's the parents right I, i think with kids a lot of stuff is if you're excited about it they'll be excited about it my kids love them right mm-hmm. um, and they're all very modern too, right? Like they love Minecraft and they like all that stuff that I can't wrap my own brain around. But you sit them down in front of a good old fashioned 1964 stop motion Christmas movie and it captures their interest the whole time. So I think it's that um, Christmas spirit, you know, if you if you foster it. What are you saying, Tom? Oh, I was going to say, I think, they, I think they'll hold up. I really do. Um, our daughters are a little young right now. I really think they do. They're, they're pretty timeless. There's nothing particularly dating any of them. Um, I mean, even if we look at Santa Claus is coming to town, um, that's a throwback. 
even when it was made to a to a bygone era, um, mm-hmm. being an origin story of Santa, obviously would have to be. Um, but there's nothing that really dates them or sets them apart. The toys and Rudolph and the Island of Misfit Toys, those are so uh, nondescript that they could still be something that you would see on a shelf today. Right. Um, I, I'm going to go all old man and, you know, get off my lawn, you crazy <laughs> kids here. But, you know, uh, if those movies don't mean the same thing to kids today, I don't know if other movies like Miracle on 34th Street or Yes, Virginia, There's a Santa Claus, I don't know if those would hold up either. I mean, is it uh, they're not ex- exciting enough for the kids? Is it that they're not fast moving enough? Is it that there's no I think, video game in front of them? I don't know. I don't know. I think for my boss's kids, he said it was the actual style of it, not necessarily the huh. story. They were freaked out by the puppetry. Hmm. Whereas... Really? I can, so these specials, I guess, are not shown in England. I went to school in England. I guess they're not shown in England around the holiday season. Because when I was over there, none of my friends had ever seen any of them, Rudolph or Santa Claus or any of them. So I had a little Christmas party and showed them, most of them, and they were just like, they were like, what is this? Like, they just (laughs) couldn't get into it. So it was really interesting to me. Well, did you? Didn't recently, didn't Community do an entire stop motion claymation Christmas episode? With John Oliver, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that uh, that shows that there's some timelessness, that people are still into that. It was pretty amazing, though. <laughs> that was one of my favorite episodes of that show. So I, what, I, what I guess I would wonder is how something like South Park would hold up to kids and not be weird. Because literally it's just like pieces of paper that are moved on a, you know, another piece of paper. For it. But claymation, huh? That's interesting. I don't know. So, v- listeners, if you're out there, visit the website tisthepodcast.com and go to the episodes and leave us your comments. Tell us how your kids like these. Do they hold up? Why or why not? Um, or hit us up on Twitter at tisthepod or Facebook or Instagram or carrier pigeon, whatever works for you. Or- oh, please do carrier pigeon. <laughs> I'm a Harry Potter fan, so can you send me an owl instead? (gasps) Definitely gonna. We need to go over the Harry Potter Christmas scene, guys. Yeah, and I need an owl too. Definitely send mine by owl mail for sure. (laughs) So going back to the going back to the future of the podcast a little bit here, we're going to do our first episode next week. But once we have more episodes, we're going to do something fun with them, aren't we, Anthony? Yes, we're going to all uh, keep a master list ranking all of these films and um, debate them with one another where they rank on this canonical list of ours. And then we will have the canonical list of Christmas movie rankings that is ever-evolving as we add new movies to it on the website. And so as much credit as I would love for us to take for the originality of this idea and the way we're presenting it, discussing it, we need to throw a little homage out right now, don't we? Right. Um, Most definitely. To the Hark podcast. It's a Christmas music podcast that you should all listen to and subscribe to on iTunes. They cover all Christmas music, the best and the worst, and rank them amongst themselves on this master list that they have. And they have some really fun, interesting conversations and cover some really obscure songs. And it's pretty awesome. And I can't recommend them enough. Yes, our future friends at the Hark Podcast do great stuff. Uh, 
As a matter of fact, Julie, I don't know if you know this, they, they have uh, one of their early episodes. They uh, do a, a Hanson original Christmas. Julie and I both being from, from, well, not being from, but living in the Tulsa area, we, uh, we uh, know Hanson. It's not good. <laughs> the song was reviewed. It's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's pretty funny to hear. So did we say earlier that we're not just covering the wonderful, warm, fuzzy, beautiful Christmas movies? We're also maybe going to get into the, oh boy, why did this happen territory with movies? Oh, we're definitely getting into that territory. Ah, yes. Definitely. And so just glad. And we are definitely also covering, um, you know, non-Christmas Christmas movies like Die Hard and Gremlins and, you know, Harry Potter Christmas Christmas scenes and yes, everything like that. Batman Returns. We're going to open that awesome Pandora's box that everybody seems to love on are these Christmas or are these not Christmas movies. <laughs> Plus, come October, we've already got a few uh, horror Christmas movies lined up. So oh, yeah. we're going to really step up the box. I don't know how we're going to rank those, though. That's going to be a, a really interesting discussion we'll have. I'll say this. One of, the, one of the ones we plan on covering, I think it's going to end up in my top five. Ooh. Really? I'm staying silent on which one, though. There went the bait and hook. Hopefully that caught you all. If you haven't done so yet, now is the time to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, please, you know, do subscribe on iTunes and, you know, stick with us as we take this crazy, magical Christmas journey. Recommend us to all your friends. and Especially you know. the Scrooges. Don't, Don't make it one-sided, though. We really want to engage with people. We've got all the social medias out there on the interwebs. Right. Um, plus, we have a place where you can message us. Com you can comment on all of our episodes on the website, and you can send us your suggestions, your thoughts, your I can't believe you were so wrong, and we'll share those on here as well. And we um, have email addresses, too, if people want to message us. Uh, email us and we'll read them on the air. You know, comments, questions, even constructive criticism. No trolls, please. What about Christmas trolls? <laughs> uh, well, I'll allow it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but we should. This actually... is exciting. I look forward to working with you guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, and just so you guys know, Julie and I have known each other for about ten years. Um, not terribly well. But we're, we're changing that now. And we have uh, just met Anthony, who is the brains behind this podcast. So uh, as you're going through, you don't know us. In a lot of ways, we don't know us. So we'll all get to know each other and it'll be fun. It will be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So if you want to keep up with us, which I hope you do, you can follow us on Twitter at, at TisThePod. And you can also follow our personal Twitters if you want our Twitter handles if you want. Mine is a Caruso929. What's yours? Mine is Tom Crow and we've got links on the homepage to all of our Twitters. And the podcast, you can also follow the podcast at Tis the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can email any of the hosts you want to on the homepage. Just click our little, uh, the email icon underneath of us or on the comments page of the website. And it'll go to all three of us. Suggestions for movies and stuff are always good as well. We can't promise we'll get around to it right away, but we're always look I'm always looking for new Christmas movies and specials I may not have seen or even old ones I may have seen and just forgot about to cover and we'll, might cover them. 
okay, going on another tangent here. There's another podcast I was listening to called Can't Hardly Wait. Um, and in it, he offhandedly mentioned a Christmas Pinky and the Brain episode that I'd never seen. I that was pretty Pinky awesome. Oh, me too, but their, their Christmas episode was amazing. Um, so send those to us as well because, you know, we may find something that we absolutely love. And, um, or if you know something terrible, let us know that too so we can uh, talk about those. In terms of TV Christmas episodes, I definitely want to do an episode like ranking the Office Christmas episodes because they have amazing Christmas episodes for the most part. I agree. Office Simpsons, ranking the Christmas episodes for Simpsons. Yep. Family Guy. Friends. 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 South Park, just because I can't get away from Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime you can have a singing poo wearing a... (laughs) <laughs> Santa hat is a win for in my book. That's high comedy, Tom. Although I don't know if we do, if we do, if we do that, we may end up uh, losing the family-friendly approach when we start doing things like Christmas time in hell. <laughs> well, well, if we ever do night live can be rough, <laughs> right? And in case this will be a family-friendly podcast for the most part, and if there ever is an episode that's not, we will mark it so you know it's not safe to listen to with your children. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Yes. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Happy Christmas. Only four months to go. <laughs> Look at that frosty goat. Over the hills of snow. Frosty the snowman was a jolly, happy soul. With a punch up pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. And with Frosty the Snowman, Christmas was always very merry indeed. You have a merry Christmas, too. Frosty the Snowman had to hurry on his way. But he waved goodbye, saying, don't you cry. I'll be back on Christmas Day. Christmas Day.